It's that sweet, sweet hooky, and you're back for another A to Z show. Ooh, you're like a terrible 70s FM DJ. That's <laughs> awesome. It's the mad dog and the boy here on Midnight. <laughs> you have like a shitty uh, soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do need to make still. We really do need a soundboard. I mean, we're a year in. We got some classic bits there. But I want control of the soundboard so I can just <laughs> fuck around the whole time because that's what I do. Yeah. It's what I used to do when I... Uh, when I was working slash studying at Lewis and Clark on the radio station there and would irritate the manager of that station so badly that I literally quit doing it because he just hated me so much. <laughs> he was not a fan of... Uh, he hated me in high school even because I was the music director senior year. My high school had a uh, radio station. Oh, really? Yeah, it was an HD radio station. So oh. you can pick us up on HD radios or you can pick us up online. It was 89.9-2. dash we were the Dash. That was our name. Okay. And um, I was the music director, which meant which meant once a week I had to drive over to Lewis and Clark, meet with him, uh, meet with some of the guys who worked the actual eighty nine point nine radio station. The mothership. Yeah, and then like talk about what we were going to add for the playlist and stuff like that. And then I was always trying to add like nineties ska and like shit that I listened to and stuff like that. <laughs> and they just wanted to put like what things like what actual high schoolers were listening to so mm-hmm. they didn't like a lot of my uh chances I was like we well, can still add those too but i mean i want to play these mm-hmm. and then uh i got in trouble for a while because uh if i was in the booth you can control what songs are coming up usually it's just like randomly like here's a playlist but you also have like you can go to a playlist in, in case you get a uh oh a request yeah a request or something like that so then i would like sprinkle in like I'd let two songs play then I'd sprinkle in a song that I liked then I'd let like three songs play I'd sprinkle in a song that I liked and stuff like that and he got mad at me for uh, messing with the playlist too much and I'm like has anybody complained and he's like no I'm like what the fuck are we bitching about he also didn't like that um, I talked too much really yeah I would not have noticed yeah he he did not want you to talk past the like the little music bed you had, like mm-hmm. about the 30, 45 seconds that you so you're had. not like fading in songs. Or yeah. yeah, in between songs like that, and I would talk through those and try to have fun, like talk to whoever I was with, you know, whatever was going on. And uh, this was before podcasts got big, so I was kind of on the uh, like the cusp of what it was. Because I re- remember telling him, I was like, well, I mean, you know, Pandora is huge right now. People have their iPods all the time; they're plugged into their phone. I'm like. The only reason someone's going to listen to the radio nowadays is to hear personalities that they like. So, like, we might as well try to put our personalities out there and let people talk. And he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, mm, well, seeing as how, I, I, I wish I could get a hold of him now. Be yeah. like, so you still think I was fucking wrong, mm-hmm. dog? Cause I, I how, bet how's you that radio career going? I can guarantee you there's a podcast from Lewis and Clark right now, you son of a bitch. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's true. You have access either through your musical library, your Pandora, your Spotify, whatever it is that you have that you're streaming music through. Mm-hmm. You have that. It's pretty much always commercial free. If it's not, even with Pandora, the commercials aren't that bad. It's every like five or six songs, yeah. and they're 15 seconds. What is it on, on the radio? Two songs and then two minutes of commercials, two yeah. songs, two minutes of commercials, and stuff you like that. that. Yeah. So the only reason you would have to listen to a radio is because one of the personalities on that station is funny and you enjoy listening to them. Mm-hmm. So you would want to listen to it. like that's that's all you've got. And he just Or if you knew they were going to give away tickets or something you could I guess, but even then that's usually online anyway, so. Yeah. But yeah, he like he fought me on that so much. He was like, "You don't know what the fuck you're talking about." And shit like that. And I was like, he's like, "You're only fucking 19," which I mean, I was, but still 
I had a bit of an idea of how it worked. I was also doing stand-up comedy and shit like that. And I'm like, people don't come to stand-up comedy shows to listen to, you know, old tracks of George Carlin. They're listening to new people talk, so maybe let new people talk. Not a fan. He did not like me. <clears throat> I was kind of a dick, though. I, I will admit that. Yeah. I was also big into uh, trying to pull whoever I was... Uh, hosting with because we always had at least two people in the booth a lot of the time it was the best part of my senior year is that uh i could go to the booth anytime i wanted and i was technically allowed to just leave class if we didn't have like a test at that moment <laughs> to just go run the radio station so i could sit in there and just play on my phone and just let it play and then like i'd jump in every you know 10 15 minutes and talk and stuff like that <laughs> so that's what i would do every day at school for the longest time yeah, why wouldn't you especially as a senior exactly and then um I always remember I had a morning show with a friend of mine named Kyle Spa, who uh, I don't know what he's up to now. I'm sure he's fairly um, successful in whatever he was doing because he was just a really cool dude, mm. really funny guy, just a, just a good dude, just down to the core. Right. If you're listening to this, write in and say hey. Yeah, for sure. He's probably like, he has a giant podcast, and he's just like, hey, by the way, Zach, you still suck. <laughs> uh, me and him had a morning show we did every Thursday and Friday, and that was fun because he was a guy who, he was a lot like me where we could kind of riff off each other, and he was also really quick and stuff like that, so we could make jokes and kind of have fun and be able to talk for five, six, seven minutes in between songs and try to put an actual morning show together. And, I mean, like, we would do terrible bits of, like, famous birthdays that were going on that day, and then we did, like, school announcements and stuff like that. And then we'd also just try to, like, pull up random headlines and talk about that and stuff, too, and try to have a decent show. (laughs) And then uh, he did... Let's see. There was a couple lunch shows that he did with another kid who was on there, whose name I can't think of right now. Those two were really good because they had been friends since, like, middle school, so they had really good chemistry. Uh-huh. There were, theirs was actually really similar to this podcast where Kyle would talk a lot, and then, like, the buddy he was with would just kind of be like, yeah, totally, and then also this, and would just kind of, like, point him towards something. Mm-hmm. So it was funny that me and Kyle's worked so well because neither of us was controlling the other one. We would both just try to one-up each other the whole mm-hmm. time. Trying to talk over each other. But it kind of made fun. You know, it made for a fun show, I think. My favorite one, though, was uh, there was a girl in, in the radio program whose name was Diana. And she uh, was horrified of, like, in- improv and, like, talking. She wanted everything, like, written out, what she was going to say and stuff like that. Part of that is she was shy. Part of that is that the fucking uh, radio director of the school burned that into her skull, like uh. he did with everybody else, who was like, you have to have exactly, like, like planned mm. out what you're going to say so right. you don't freeze on Mike, because you don't want to freeze on Mike. Whatever you do, you can't do that. Writing out pause breaks and stuff. And exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so... Um, she was just horrified of trying to just talk from the heart and just have a conversation with people. So we would, you know, for the five or ten minutes we had in between, because me and her would host shows together every now and then, she would want to write out what I was going to say, what she was going to say, and stuff like that, like have a script, basically. And yeah, I would, right. I would play along Oh yeah. before we started going on. Before we got live on mic, I would play along. Like, yeah, I'm probably going to play this. And she's, all right, cool. And then she'd have, like... Her seven or eight lines she was going to say to, like, interject to make a good show. Mm-hmm. And then uh, music would come out. I would drop the bed, stop the song completely to where we don't have any kind of time limit to what we're about to say. And then I would just ask her a totally random question that was not on the paper just at all. Just put her on the spot. Exactly. And uh, the first four or five times she did freeze. But then she stopped freezing. And she got better at it and would, like, just have a conversation with me and stuff like that. And I felt like it made for a pretty good show. And then even she was enjoying it more after about a couple weeks where she was pissed the first time I did oh, it. She bet. couldn't believe that I did that. Oh. 
And then I like tried to tell her, I was like, look, I, I know he's been telling us we have to have everything planned out and like it can't be fun or anything like that, but fuck him. <clears throat> like, let's try to have some fun. That's like, the whole point of doing this, right? It's, like The whole point of talking into a microphone is, number one, to entertain someone else, and number two, to entertain yourself. So if you're not having fun, you're not going to be able to entertain somebody else if you're not having fun anyway. So That's my problem. Okay. Oh, yeah, 100%. you got to have more fun on this, buddy. So, uh, yeah, she was deer in the headlights the four or five times I did it to her, and then she got better. She still would try to make me write a script, and I would just never follow it. So after, like, two weeks, she stopped even doing that. And she, I feel like she got better. And then she would have shows that she hosted with other people who I didn't host with, and she would kind of pull them into doing the same thing and stuff like that. So I was really proud of my radio crew that I had, to be honest with you. And we had a lot of fun. And it was uh, it was a good time. I, I a Part of me wishes I would have stuck with it, because I probably would have enjoyed that job more than I have right now. Yeah. But another part of me likes doing podcasts way more than I would have liked doing some corporate fucking radio shit. Following FCC guidelines yeah. and shit. Yeah. Where I have to be like, oh, by the way, we're going to be out at... Johnny Sinclair's fucking used Honda uh, Porsche dealership. Jet bikes. Make sure to come by, and we're gonna give you a free. We're giving out free T-shirts to the first twenty people who show up, and just ugh. And but then if I, you get to give them by shooting them out of a cannon. That's worth it. That I I honestly would take yeah. that job if mm-hmm. I could fire a T-shirt cannon. That would be pretty dope. That was also a, f- a fun joke to do is the fake radio uh, guy voice. Be like, hey everybody, thanks for joining in today. We are here. We are feeling it. It is August the 9th, and it is a hot one, but we are not hot in here because it's always cool because we're playing the coolest tunes you've got. <laughs> like, shit like that. I would do that because the radio director hated that so much. He thought that was the hokiest shit ever. And I'm like, it is. Mm-hmm. But the but, things you want me to do. But I know that, so yeah, like, that's part of the joke. Well, that and also the things you want me to do are still pretty fucking hokey. I'm trying to, like, show you how fucked up you are right now. <laughs> uh, I know one guy out of the entire... That I know of, anyway, out of the whole group that we had. One guy that I know of is actually in radio right now. Oh, really? Yeah, he works for the Bull, I believe. Mm. Is I, that local? Or? Yeah, it's, oh. I think it's 93.7. Okay. It's a country music station mm. in St. Louis. That's why I don't know. Okay. It is, uh, <laughs> it's not even good country music. It's like modern country music, which sucks dicks. Mm. It's like the green day of country music, so it's not fun. Like I like old country, like... Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, and shit like that. David Allen Coe. That's fun, but this new shit blows. So, yeah. No, I mean, that was just, that was the fun, kind of fun stuff I used to do. Nice. It was also a great way to get out of all my classes. I would go in there and just play, like, a couple Real Big Fish songs, some Offsprings, yeah. uh, make some jokes about things that were going on, talk about baseball, and then that was my school day. Go to lunch, go home, fuck it. <laughs> I was all set. I was living the dream, son. My dad was paying all my bills. Oh, man. Glory days. It was way better than this podcast. (laughs) 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 Anyway. How how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. It's not too bad. On call, so not drinking, Mm -mm. but... That's every, like, three episodes. That's right. Mm, Making the best of it. So far, so good. You weren't on call last week when we got to see Hooky finally, so that oh, was a good time. That's true. Not yeah. you finally, but me finally. I finally went with you right. to go see Hooky. Yeah. It was a fun night. Oh, fuck yeah. They were great. We threw down some Guinness. Uh, we we were pounding some Guinness. You were really <laughs> pounding some Guinness, to be honest with you. You were almost keeping up with me. It, I was at first, yeah. I, th- I think I was too ahead of you by the end of the night, mm-hmm. and that is not that is not a, uh, a diss in any kind of way. Yeah, they, was, they were flowing down pretty smooth. 
They're so good, man. They really are. And Pump House. You don't House, really get the carbonation at all. Like, there's nothing, like, Well, you're not supposed you. to with a Guinness. Oh, you're really? not supposed to be that much okay, carbonation. Okay, well, I, I have had some bad ones then. Oh, yeah, before. no, for sure. You, you definitely have. Uh, Pump House, they pour a pretty good Guinness, actually. Yeah. I always remember, like, the big thing with Guinness that you're supposed to be able to float a bottle cap or a nickel in the head of the Guinness, that it's supposed to be that thick. Oh, really? That it'll float in that. Mm. Most people don't check it that way because there's a lot of bacteria on, on both of those things I just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that in your mouth. Obviously, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Pump House pours a, a pretty good Guinness. I mean, it's in the area that we're in, like this Wood River metro sort of South Illinois, uh, St. Louis metro area kind of thing that we're in. Mm. It's probably the best Guinness you can get poured around here. There's a couple bars in St. Louis that pour as good, if not better. Guinnesses, Guinnessi, Guinnesson, <laughs> Sam Guinnesson, Sam Guinnesson. God, he was great in Roadhouse. <laughs> uh, oh, almost had a spit take. You're welcome. But yeah, I know Pump House has a uh, pours a pretty good Guinness. I actually like it a lot. Yeah, it was a really good night though. Oh, for sure, we had a good time. They played for what about two and a half hours. Yeah. I mean, a couple breaks here and there, but... Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, you're going to take a break. Yeah. Really good. They were uh, even a lot better than I expected them to be. Like, I, I had heard some of their studio stuff, but I'm mm. like, you know, being good in a studio, being good live is two different things. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and then... Uh, their cover selection, I think you were really impressed with, Oh, too. fuck yeah. No, they were playing some really good shit. It, yeah. It's almost, it, it's too bad uh, Emma, our social media manager, wasn't able to be there, because they played a lot of Tom Petty. They did. And she is a big Tom Petty fan. Oh, okay. She might be like... The third biggest Tom Petty fan in the country, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. Okay, at least top five. She's definitely top five okay. for sure. That's her shit. She loves Tom Petty. So. uh... She probably would have been out there dancing with the dancers. Oh yeah, with all the uh, single mothers that were out there that night <laughs> trying to cheat on their fathers. <laughs> or cheat, cheat on their husbands. I mean, cheat on their fathers. <laughs> yeah, Teach yeah. them a lesson. We're in fucking Sodom yeah. and Gomorrah. It's fine. Okay. There was a connection in there somewhere. No, we, we had a great time. Uh, Hookie, if you guys are listening, you guys did fucking fantastic. Uh, got, got to talk to Ray for a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. We talked some movies. Got excited about the Watchmen trailers and shit like that we were talking about. It was a good night altogether. Oh, yeah. Even though you pulled a total Zach on me, it's fine. I know. I felt good. You I felt real bitch. good. Uh, I was so sly. Like, you just went to the bathroom too much. I, did. I had yeah. to take a piss, man. Yeah. Uh, for you guys that don't know what this is... Um, <laughs> I have, I guess you would call it a bad habit. Yeah, very bad. <laughs> of paying for my friend's tabs whenever we go out to drink or eat or something like that. Mm-hmm. And especially doing it without them knowing it. That way they can't be like, no, no, you don't have to pay. I'm like, no, f- fuck you. I'm paying. Eat, eat my dick. Just because it's just how I was raised. It's how my dad always was. So I just assume that's what you're supposed to do when you go with your buddies. However, I hate when people do it to me. <laughs> so I've been very good these last couple years mm-hmm. of not allowing it to happen. Yeah. And uh, Friday night, Varvel was able to out-Zach me, for sure. Like, 100%. It, it, felt, it felt real good. I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't think we were going to be leaving yet. I mm-hmm. think it might have been part of it. Okay. I was a little drunk, too. Yeah. And I had to pee so bad. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to go pee. Yeah, the, the card was already in the system by the second time you went to the bathroom. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, uh, well, see, I didn't know that. And yeah. then, like... I didn't think you were going to try to out me. Usually mm. you just accept that, that that's what I do. I have so far, yeah. 
And so I just I didn't even think about it. I I dropped my guard, and it's my fault. That's what mm-hmm. I get. You you drop that left hand, you're gonna get knocked out. That's just the rule of boxing. That's how it works. I haven't told you about the best part of it yet either. I was saving it for the podcast, so mm-hmm. this is gonna be good. I actually felt like a like a spy kind of because as I gave him the card to run, you you came back and you sat down, and our bartender came over and he was like. Because I told him that what was going on. I was like, hey, I'm going to run this. Don't let him try to pay for anything. He's like, okay, cool. So as he comes back over, uh, it was, he waited until you started to take a drink. He moved like three steps down the bar and then put the, bar, the card on the bar and slid it down to me. <laughs> into my open hand and I sh- slapped it shut so you didn't even see it. And then I put it back into my pocket. And then the next time you went to the bathroom, I pulled my wallet out and put it back in my wallet. It was really cool, man. Oh like I, I felt like... Oh, man, I just did something cool. You fucking Purple Rose of Cairo'd me. What the hell, man? (laughs) That is a fucking very deep joke, everybody. (laughs) So That is like a Humphrey Bogart movie. Oh, man. Yeah, it was was a good time. I'm really glad that the bartender was willing to sell me out, too. Just Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, fuck him. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, you uh, Purple Rose of Cairo'd me. I did. uh, For the fucking bar tab. Now you got to be on your toes. I got to. Yeah. I got to respect it, man. That was good. So usually I I do the opposite. I just total alpha move it where we'll sit down, everybody will order, mm-hmm. and I pull my card out right and then you're like, this is all on the same tab. And then everyone's like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, nope, same tab. Don't you fucking argue with me. Yeah. So you were smooth I, with I it. I know better not to. So yeah. yeah, you were smooth with it. I got to respect that. Yeah. It was a good time, except for the two times I went out to go smoke a cigarette and I was uh, a fucking babysitter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. I'm sure they're very nice people who I was hearing talking because I wasn't talking to them. They looked, I was hoping that they were carding because they looked about 18, mm. maybe. And maybe I'm just getting old. I'm just really starting to hate young people even more. But then again, I hated 21 year olds when I was 20. Yeah. It's because they can't handle their fucking liquors. And I'm watching these dudes dig- drinking like Fireball and Bud Light and being like, oh, fucking, I'm so fucked up, man. Like, then, like, this bitch was all on my dick. And, like, fucking, you even wanted it too, but she didn't say no. And, like, fucking, man, man, man. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm going to, just for your father's sake, who I'm sure weren't around to raise you, which is why you're like this, I feel like I should beat every one of you to, to death with a fucking glass bottle right now. <laughs> Clarify for everybody, this is probably about 10 15, 10 30 at night, mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever you first went out there, so. Yeah, it was not late at night. It's 10.30 night on a Friday. Yeah. So everybody's gotten off work maybe five hours ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like it's midnight and everybody's fucking shit trashed. Right. They are the only ones drunk in this bar, and they are the loudest people in the bar as well. And it's just like, handle your fucking liquor, bro. Yeah. If you can't, don't go out. Or if you do go out, don't drink that much. Just learn to fucking control yourself. Have a little bit of fucking personal responsibility. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I've gone out and gotten fucked up before. Oh, yeah. I've been there for a few. It's usually either 1 a.m. or it's around 10 or 11, but I've been drinking since about 11 o'clock in the morning that day. So I've been, I, I got 12 hours of drinking under my belt with no food. So I've got a little bit of an excuse. Even still, I feel terrible whenever I, I fuck up out in, mm. in, in public. And these guys are just like... I felt like I was back in high school standing in the garage of a party I didn't want to be be at in the first place anyway. Just like, God damn it, I just fucking... All of you suck. All of you suck so bad. <laughs> I would fight you, but I have to pay my own medical bills, and you're still on your fucking parents' insurance, so this is even worth it. <laughs> you won't feel any of this. You're taking, like, double long drags just to get your cigarette done earlier. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that's done. Thanks. I don't need to see you Fortnite dance. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> goddamn children 
<sighs> but no, other than that, fantastic night. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Thank Good. you for having me out, buddy. Absolutely. Um, thank you for paying for the Guinnesses, the Guinnicks. <laughs> what is the plural? The plural of Guinness. I need to know. I need to know. I should know. I need to know. Have Have I told you about the Guinness tattoo that I want to get? I have not. It's um one of the old advertisements they used to have back in the '60s, where Guinness was doing these old, uh, like, almost pinup style ads okay but without girls it was like they would have random animals in it with just a big drought of guinness with it as well okay yeah uh, i'll see if i can pull the picture from it i'll use uh okay yeah yeah i'll use edge so i don't sneak on the uh uh topics oh my god bing take longer raja and pot indonesia was the last thing that was on edge apparently it pulls up the whatever the background is for whenever you log in now with windows 10 Ooh, spelled turtle wrong. <laughs> but yeah, this is one of my favorite things ever. Uh, one of my favorite ads ever for Guinness. <laughs> so I want to see if I can find the actual ad that I plan on getting for my tattoo. That's also a really good one, though. Ooh, the yeah, the two right here. But because um, they they uh, for a while there about two three oh yeah here it is. But two or three years ago, they were doing the old ads on their cans. Okay. And I bought this. And I just fucking love that. So I'm going to get that tat- tattooed on my leg. Let it wrap around your leg like it wraps around the can? No, I think no. I'm just going to do, like, because I'm not going to put the Guinness drought on it. I'm just going to do just the turtle and the dark beer on it. Okay. I think I'm going to put it on the other side of my leg uh, from the other side of the yeah, cherry that I have. I'm just oh, going to okay. have just that. Because I, I, I don't want to put Guinness on my body because they're not paying me. I'm not going to advertise them for Yet. free. Let that happen. They don't have to pay me. Just give me free Guinness for the rest of my life. Oh, man. It would be cheaper to pay me. Yeah, it would. <laughs> they just give me a card that just says free Guinness anywhere I walk into. <laughs> and six months later, it's like, Guinness stocks are in the fucking toilet. They're making yeah. no profit whatsoever. <laughs> Zach hasn't drawn a sober <clears throat> breath in five and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the hospital. He's putting it in his fucking IV bag. He's a son of a bitch. But, yeah, I just fucking love that ad. I just think it's so cool looking. This is like back from the sixties and stuff like that. They they did a lot. There was one like a monkey, one with the two can. There's a bunch of like old shit like that. And I just think it looks cool. So I kinda wanna get it tattooed on me. Because mm. I've had my my one emotional tattoo that meant something to me. And then I have one tattoo that's like my lineage, like what I care about. Mm. So now I'm just like I'm just gonna get like bullshit tattoos for the rest of my life now. Because that's my rule for tattoos. Your first tattoo should mean something to you. Oh yeah. After that Go fucking crazy. That's how I look at it anyway. When are you going to get a tattoo? Right now. Let's no, do it. If it's seriously, you should get a tattoo. I probably should, yeah. What do you think? If uh, you were to get a tattoo, what would you get? I'm terrified of needles, though. We, we discussed this before. So am I, but it's not that bad. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I don't know. I promise you. If you get it in the right spot, you're probably not even going to feel anything at all. Yeah. I, th- I think you should get a giant back piece. Like oh, yeah. Jordan Bennington holding the Stanley Cup. Okay. That's all you should do. Or go full cholo and just get varble, like, on your abs. Okay. <laughs> just, like, right across your stomach, just uh-huh. get varble and gothic script. It or... would look like murder face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> or put it on your shoulders and put, like, a number on your back like you're in the NFL. <laughs> put a 16 for no reason. That's like a quarterback number. I don't know if I can handle that. Why not? You can be a quarterback. I don't think so. You're big. Look at Roethlisberger. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're as athletic as Ben Roethlisberger is. Well, I can't argue that. You've got less Super Bowls and less uh, rapes under your belt than he does, but still. So far. Fairly simple. So far. You never know. Yeah. You might win that Super Bowl. You might get tired of being. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't even finish that joke. Oh. That would hurt me a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. We're past the one year mark. The gloves are off. That is the oof uh, moment for everybody <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> oof. Anyway, speaking of this podcast, we should probably introduce ourselves and what this podcast is. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, we did it. say A to Z a couple times, so that's nice. That's good. Glad we got there. Yeah. Do you want to introduce it, or do you want me to do it? Uh, well, yeah, I guess I can. Go ahead. So, we're just a couple of friends, and we like to talk about different topics that amuse us or interest us. And uh, you haven't gotten to that part yet. If you're listening to this for the first time, this is the uh, front part where we kind of just bullshit and talk about our current lives or whatever kind of tickles our fancies. Uh, later on, we'll get to topics, uh, including movies, television, video games, comic books, uh, a couple of weird stories every once in a while. But we keep it pretty in check. Thank you for joining us. I am known as America's Sweetheart, Andrew. And I'm joined by my buddy over here. I am uh, America's Failed Comedian. I'm Zach. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Andrew, and he's <coughs> Zach. My name starts with A, his starts with Z, that's how we got the A to Z podcast, but it also covers, like, you know, the whole gamut from A to Z. It's yeah, like because we, we cover everything. Yeah. I'm hoping they got that anyway, otherwise they have, like, oh. mental uh, acuity problems, mm-hmm. like, retarded. Well, you never know. Once a year, we'll spell it out for everybody, so. I don't know how this works. I was eating my Pischetti and this random podcast came up. <laughs> <laughs> it just showed up. By the way, your uh, intro there, yeah, it sounded so much like uh, a pilot on like a <laughs> like a TWA flight. Like everyone, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this flight. My name is uh, Pilot Barbel. We are going to be leaving New York here at seven a.m. We'll be getting back into L.A. around six in the afternoon. Um, nice breezy days, uh, about 86 degrees where we're going to be landing. I hope you uh, have stowed your um, carry-on bags, and we're going to get out of here soon. And well, might have some light turbulence while we're going. We might have some light turbulence. There'll be nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Pretty soon we'll I have will the, talk you through it. The stewardess here will be coming around here soon with the uh, with the drink cart. Please feel free. Uh, yeah. I am your designated driver. You have nothing to worry about. <laughs> That's a little joke for us. We'll be, we'll be flying above the clouds, so it'll be nice and dark, and if you'd like to take a nap, I will have my calm, soothing voice just lull you to sleep. Now this sounds like a uh, Radio Lab podcast. <laughs> we're on NPR. Everyone, thank you for joining. Uh, today we're talking about um, how it is that the Aborigines of New Zealand have never heard jazz before. Hmm. Joining us today is a very brave man who has done his best to bring jazz to the Aborigines and hope that it will change his life. While we talk, we'll have this soothing, soft song from a very indie band that we found that does a lot of Bolivian throat singing mixed with the bagpipes mm. and I hope it really helps you to learn how the world works <laughs> what if I just did a whole podcast talking like that <laughs> yeah, everyone thank you for joining so much and we are here today and the thing is that I've never seen levels that low on your side of the <laughs> That's the best way to sound intellectual, mm-hmm. is to let your voice slowly limber off as you're talking about something. Well, the thing is about poverty, you have to remember that when it comes down to it, money is just a thing that you can go ahead. 
Yeah, it seems like I know what I'm talking about. It's amazing. I should run for president if this podcast doesn't exist or yeah. my Twitter feed. <laughs> As I'm screaming at uh, random NFL players, <laughs> fuck you. Look, we can burn it all the way. Yeah, I'm not old enough to run for president yet. Oh, yeah, that's but pretty you cute. you are. I am. 2020, baby. We're going for it. Hell yeah. Viable 2020. Am I old enough to be a vice president? Is there mm. an age limit on that? It's a good question. I don't know. Varble Melcher 2020? Mm. I can see clearly now. A chicken in every pot, a cap in every ass. Ooh. That's supposed to be a pistol locking. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't have a soundboard yet. I thought you were doing, like, finger gun winking. I, I mean, that one's fun, too. Yeah. yeah. How great, like, if any presidential... It's kind of the same sound. If any presidential candidate ever, like, during the uh, debates, ended every point with just a... With the finger guns, I would vote for that guy no matter what he was saying. He could be like, we should burn everyone named Zach alive. Be like, this guy's got my vote. He's fucking hilarious. I don't care. I'm down. <laughs> Did you see that finger gun? <laughs> it's fucking, he's, he's throwing finger guns at Hillary Clinton. It was hilarious. Yeah. How am I not going to laugh at that? This guy's fucking hilarious. I don't yeah. care. Fuck it. I'll be dead. I don't care how badly he does. You guys are the ones going to live with it. Fuck it. <laughs> got my vote. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so... Like uh, my wonderful partner here said, uh, A to Z. We go from A to Z or somewhere in between. Yeah. So uh, I think, are we done rambling? You want to get into topics? I mean, we probably could, yeah. Okay, let's... I don't let's, have uh, anything else to bring up. We'll, so. t- we'll take our uh, pre-topic break and we'll get into some topics. All right, see you soon. All right, everyone, please stay tuned. We'll be getting into topics here soon. Uh, we will learn that the Aborigines actually have the largest uncircumcised penis I've ever seen. And it turns out that their schmegma actually has a taste almost like that of garlic and avocado mixed together. Mm. It's a wonderful tale. Thank you for joining Radio Lab. We're going to move into some topics. Oh, yeah. It's it's topic time for sure. First off, though, I think we both need to apologize to each other, to everyone out there. For what? I don't... For what happened this last week. What? We've both played video games our entire lives. And that's the reason all these mass shootings oh. are going on. <laughs> so, I'm sorry everybody for my video game oh. abuse. Oh my god. I've created a toxic, hostile environment for this country that we so love. Yeah. I just... <sighs> fuck. So, uh... I couldn't you, resist. Come on. We're a little fair. light on topics. So I'm like, I, I gotta... No, that's fair. I guess to catch anybody up who's not in America listening to this podcast, <laughs> um, we had, uh... Two mass shootings mm-hmm. in 48 hours. Obviously, it's, it's a tragedy. It's very sad. Let's not get into that. This isn't what this podcast is about. Then we had, after these mass shootings, because uh, I think it was Stalin who said, never let a good tragedy go to waste. Uh, you got to make it political mm-hmm. immediately. Because otherwise, it, it's an election year. How else are you going to get fucking votes? I was yeah. trying not to get political. I know, I know. That's why I was laughing as you were <laughs> coming back from break. God damn it. So um, we had some fucking assholes asshole politicians out here trying to blame uh, video games for a rise in violence and that's I mean they've been doing this shit since Columbine yeah, back in the 90s the with like, first major one yeah. with fucking doom and uh, I mean I, I think it was Tipper Gore who started that shit then we got the ESRB and shit like that mm-hmm. and it's just it's been debunked so many 
fucking times. It's I, I don't know how it's still a talking point. Yeah. How, how do you even get funding for a study? That's ridiculous. Like, there's nothing you can do to correlate these things. It's they they got funding for the study when it first came out when they did the ESRB shit and like the Columbine thing happened. They were like, oh my god, is it what is is that what's causing it and shit yeah. like that? So they did a couple studies. Um, they've done probably. I want to say over a dozen at this point studies on that. Oh yeah. Not one of them has found any correlation to video games and violence. In fact, uh, most of those studies have found a decrease in violence from people who do play video games. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the best one you can ever see about this to really put it together is uh, the old Penn and Teller show on Showtime. Bullshit. Oh yeah. yeah. You've mentioned that a few times. Fucking fantastic show. I I still watch it every now and then because it's just so good. They did an, an episode on that. And I mean, these are two guys who are they're 40, 50 years old when they filmed this. They've never played video games. But they're still just like, no, this is, there's no fucking way this is true. Yeah. And they actually do they do this great thing where, I mean, they also, uh, you know, cite all the sources and prove that it doesn't happen. But nobody gives a fuck about that. you got to make actual points. Otherwise, no one wants to listen to your just, you know, math that proves them wrong. Who mm. wants to listen to that? Right. So they have this kid who... Uh, you know, plays a lot of video games and stuff like that. He's probably like, I don't know, 11, 12, something like that. Okay. And they take him to a fucking gun range with a guy who's like a, a trained, you know, firearm specialist. So it's not like he was in any danger or anything. And they have the kid get a little bit of training to learn how to shoot. Kid doesn't shoot all that well. In fact, uh, this is the saddest part and also kind of the funniest part of the Penn and Teller show. Okay. Where um, <laughs> it's because... Uh, during the whole show, like Penn's doing an, an, a voiceover for pretty much everything that's happening. So they let the kid shoot. You know, he doesn't really show any inclination even being a good shot or anything like that. And he also cries after he shoots it because it was just so loud and, like, scary. Which, I mean, they are. The first time you shoot a gun, it's kind of loud and scary. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of guns. I've shot a lot of guns. I put a lot of rounds downrange. <laughs> and... um when you're younger, I mean, especially the kid's like 11, 12, he's never shot a gun in his life. It's scary, man. I mean, I remember when I was eight years old, the first time I shot a shotgun and it blasted me in the shoulder and I had a big fucking bruise and I was like, I don't know if I want to fucking shoot guns anymore. I still did because it's just fun to, it's, it's fun to go, it's, it's fun to go shooting. It's a good time. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so like they cut to the video of the kid crying and like Penn's like, I didn't want to have to show this because I didn't want to embarrass the kid because he's a really good, nice guy, but just to really hammer home the point here, here's your fucking mass murderer, Tipper Gore, and like it's just this twelve year old kid just crying, and his mom's like, "It's okay, like you're you're fine, don't worry." But he's like, "There you go, like what the fuck else are we talking about at this point?" Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there, there's no correlation at all over numerous fucking studies of video games causing violence, and in fact, we are living in the most peaceful time in the history of the world right now. Yeah. Do we see a lot of crazy shit? Yes, part of that is because uh, news media is dying, and you know it's the old story from the '40s where if it bleeds, it leads. Mm-hmm. Let's get all those fucking stories out there, and now people are terrified to go out of their house and shit like that. But and honestly, this is the safest time in the history of the world to live. I mean, violent crime has been going at like a forty-five percent decrease worldwide for the last hundred years or something like that. At least since World War Two, yeah. I mean, even before then, it was still going down. I mean, I'm, I'm violent crime, like war casualties aren't counted in violent crime statistics, okay. obviously, because it's a it's a different thing. And um, but it's just it, it's people who want to take a terrible tragedy that's you know, sad, and instead of us trying to look inward and 
see what we can do to fix this or even just to be closer with ourselves and our friends and just to make sure that we all let the ones that we love know that we love them because you know life can just end sadly like that very quickly it's it it's it's sad but it's a rule of nature yeah but instead of us looking inward and trying to find a, a better way of life or something like that instead it's uh let's get twitter follows so <laughs> let's let's do all this shit so i don't know man just go out and find one of your best friends give him a hug and tell him you love him that's all i can say to that that's yeah. very touching. I'm kind of proud of myself. Kind of was, yeah. I didn't know what to really say after that. I, just, I don't know. I just, that's the way I look at it, man. Well, we're going to move into some more good news for you. <laughs> I didn't I, know how you'd take that one, so I was going to kind of you no, know, bring you back up. <clears throat> it's just fun to laugh. I actually, yeah. I, I can see the uh, just part of the tab, and I know exactly what this is because mm-hmm. I follow him on Twitter. Oh, yeah, but I yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. I, this is not news to you, but I, I got to throw it out there for the podcast just to have it on record. They're going to do a Crisis on Infinite Earth crossover mm. through the Arrowverse shows. And they just cast Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, as elderly Bruce Wayne. Right. So this will be the first time Kevin Conroy, who is the voice of Batman, and is the greatest actor to ever play Batman, mm. he's going to get to play him in real life now. Yeah. And it's just, oh, I'm so excited. I've seen all the pictures, too, of like people like doing shit for it, and I just, I can't, I can't be more excited for it. Yeah. Are you, are you a fan of this series, the the Crisis? The Crisis on Infinite Earth. Mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty good. I mean, it's another one of the DC crossovers where they tried to restart everything. It's mm-hmm. a fairly good story. I like uh, the uh, the Black Lantern run a little bit more. Okay. Myself, Crisis on Infinite Earth though is a big story, and if you are a fan of comics, it's a historical moment in comics, so you should definitely read it. Uh, the other problem is I'm way behind on the Arrowverse shows, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never even gotten past, like, the second season of Arrow. So I need to watch The Flash and mm. Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow, like, all that. I guess I'm going to have to just try to bomb these things through on myself and try to get through them. But, yeah, Kevin Conroy is going to finally get to play Batman in person. Well, Bruce Wayne, who is Batman? Let's be honest here. He's finally going to get to play him in person. I think it's... I'm, I'm super excited for him, man. I couldn't yeah. be more excited at all. It's, it's so great. He's done such a great job his whole career... And a lot of people don't even know that he is the voice of Batman. They just know him as Batman. Because, I mean, a lot of people, especially my age, watch the animated series. You know, Batman animated series. That's the guy who did the voice. And even more people play the Arkham games. Mm -hmm. It's the same guy. You know, a lot of people watch the Justice League cartoon. Same guy who did the voice of Batman there. He's been Batman for, I mean, pretty much my entire generation. Right. And now he finally gets to play him, like... On the big screen. That's the part that's going to be weird for me, like actually seeing him, mm-hmm. you know, not just hearing it's the voice. Re- it's really good, too, like some of the pictures I've seen of oh, it. Yeah. Or like, because he, he has a very, like, kind of lantern chin. He's got, like, a real strong chin oh, and really? stuff like that. Okay. And he's gotten a little older now. And uh, here, here, let me uh, yeah. see if I can, like, Google him real quick. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there's some, some pictures of him there. Okay. I'm not skinnier than I <laughs> imagined. He is a, he's a little scrawny. Uh Hopefully he beefs up a little bit for this role, because <laughs> that was what I was complaining about earlier. But oh yeah, here here's the one somebody did. That's what he's gonna look like in in the show. Oh yeah. Let's see this fucking picture load real quick. Come on, don't look Not the no. videos. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah, right here. There yeah. you go. Elderly Bruce Wayne. He's got Ace the dog right next to him, just like Batman Beyond. Oh okay. Tell me that's not fucking great looking. He's got the turtleneck on, like 
89 Michael Keaton Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That's and perfect. a cane there, too. He's, he's got his cane. He's in the big leatherback chair. There's even, right here, there's the Batman Beyond suit. Mm-hmm. As you can see. The one that he wears or the one that Terry wears? It's the same suit. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Huh. They're both the exact same size? Well, I mean, it's like kind of like the Spider-Man in Spider-Man Homecoming kind of thing where it'll fit around the user. It was also an animated series, so they didn't have to worry about shit like that. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, look at that, man. Tell me that doesn't look kind of like an elderly Bruce Wayne. I can see it. If he was a little bit more bulked, I would be happier with it. You gotta think he's old, he's had like heart problems, at least if they follow the Batman Beyond storyline. He's definitely got got the chin for it, though. Mm-hmm. Just that square jaw. Just fucking... He's got Ace the Dog. Oh, I'm so fucking excited for it. I'm going to have to watch all the fucking DC shows that I hated now. Yeah. Like Arrowverse. Like all... Because I hated all of those. Well, I'm, not necessarily. They've mapped it out here. These are the ones that are for the... I'm going to have to watch them now. I'm going to have to get through Arrow, which was hard to get through. I got through two seasons of it. I got really tired. Uh... I watched like half of the first season of The Flash. Didn't hate it as much. I just never got into it. I was never that big of a Flash fan anyway. Mm. Especially because The Flash's storylines pretty much every time just come down to, you have to run faster than you've ran before. And he's like, okay. And then he beats the uh, enemy that way. That's, okay. just, that's every fucking episode. <laughs> uh, Batwoman might be good. I haven't watched any of that yet, so I don't yeah. know. I know uh, Kevin Smith's a big fan of Supergirl, so that might be pretty good. In fact, I, th- I think he got to guest direct a, an episode of Supergirl oh, really? like a year ago or so. Oh. And then uh, I haven't watched any of Legends of Tomorrow either. So I guess I'm going to have to force myself to watch the Arrowverse now. Yeah, You got until Sunday, December 8th to catch up. Well, shit. I got a lot of other shows to watch too. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I got to start watching The Boys. Yeah. We're moving on to some movie news. The Deadpool 2 director says that the sequel doesn't necessarily have to be R-rated. Oh, for Deadpool 3? Is that what mm-hmm. you said? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, it, it yeah. could be NC-17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's it's, what he was going for. Maybe he's just trying to make a joke. It's playing into the fears that you had. Yeah. I hate to admit it. Yeah, I was really Disney's thinking, taking over, and they're not going to let an R-rated movie come out. I mean, they could. They're not going In to. In the interview, he says, it's rated R, so it's not necessarily the MCU brand, but he doesn't necessarily need to be r and Disney doesn't necessarily need to only make PG-13 movies, I think we'll find a happy ground. Yeah, I think we're going to have a, you're going to make this PG-13 and we're going to find another director to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, This is exactly what I told you was going to happen. I have not been wrong about Disney once on this podcast. And it hurts me to say it, because Deadpool has been probably my favorite Marvel movies ever, mm-hmm. and 100% just honesty. Mm-hmm. Deadpool's been my favorite Marvel movie so far both one and two okay and um now that Disney owns them they're not gonna let them make R-rated films they're gonna take away basically all the fun that was Deadpool and why it was good in the first place yeah and uh fuck I'd, I'd be shocked if they even let Ryan Reynolds play it he'll probably ask for too much money and they'll just get some fucking random twink from uh you mm-hmm. know Riverdale or something to play Wade at this point he's not revealed as any of the phase four which carries through like 2022 or 2023. So yeah. at the moment you're looking at Deadpool three, the earliest like 2024 or five. Mm-hmm. By that point, he's going to be pushing 50 probably. I mean, they're not going to let him play it anyway. He's going to ask for too much money yeah. or he's going to ask for too much, uh, control like creative control, which yeah. pisses off Disney even more than money. Or would he even do it if it's not even rated R? No, I don't think he would. I th- think he's too big of a fan of the character. It would be like if I was a famous actor, yeah, 
and you wanted me to play Batman, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not going to be dark. Um, it's going to uh, Batman's not going to do anything uh, like de- detective wise. We're going to get rid of his family getting shot. Like just basically fuck the character's origin story mm-hmm. really hard and then spit on its corpse. And be like, so do you want to do it? I'd be like, you can go fuck yourself. You'd do it for a day just to wear the suit. No, yeah, no I wouldn't. I, th- I, think I you can would. wear the suit at home. I got three of them. I don't care. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I honestly, I'll be shocked if Ryan Reynolds is even in this movie. Just because Disney's going to not let him have any kind of creative control over it. Which is the whole reason like Deadpool 1 was so big anyway. Was that he was just such a big fan of the character. That he's like, fuck it guys, let's yeah. fucking make this movie. He went and found other guys who were fans of the character. And we're like, let's fucking do this shit. Yeah. And Disney has no sense of humor and will not allow an R-rated movie to come out because you're now lessening the uh, uh, audience that can go see your film. So, yeah, I was right, like always. I don't know why you're acting surprised. I've, I've been right about everything I, I've I, said about Disney since this podcast has started. I just wanted to hope, though. We're like 39 episodes. The hope episodes. is slowly dying. It's like 39 episodes in, and yeah. I've never been wrong about what Disney is going to do to movies that we like. Wait until 15 years from now when they buy DC and then there's just nothing good. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this will get DC to realize what they need to do, which is just spin in the opposite direction, let creative people take over, take some chances, tell some different stories. Don't try to copy Marvel. We have Marvel. You're good. Yeah. Do something different. Give people something else to go see. But it probably won't happen. We'll see. Another comic movie news. There's now a director for Venom 2. Mm. It's going to be Andy Serkis. The actor famous for doing uh, Gollum and Caesar from the Planet of the Apes oh, yeah, movies. He does all like the mocap every, stuff. Done every piece of uh, mm-hmm. uh, motion capture. Right. He was also the bad guy in Black Panther. Yeah. And uh, One Emma, of them. Yeah. Emma thinks he's really hot in oh. Black Panther, by the way. Okay. Don't you, Emma? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the first Venom movie? I still haven't, no. It's... It's not bad. Yeah. I, part of it is I was a little biased. I wanted to like it because I like Venom a lot. I think he's a fun character. Mm-hmm. And I'm also a huge fan of... Uh, um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, thank you. I'm a huge fan of Tom Hardy. And I think he's a fantastic actor and one of the most gorgeous men on the planet. That guy's fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think he was a good choice for Eddie Brock, too. The movie has some of the bits that I like about Venom. A big part of it is that it's hard to do a Venom movie and not have a heavy CGI budget, at least nowadays, because everybody right. wants CGI. Mm-hmm. So because That's of the best way to do it. I yeah, mean. and because of that, they didn't have a lot of money to spend, so he wasn't in like the Venom suit a lot. He was more like tendrils were shooting out of him, because that's way cheaper than covering <laughs> Tom Hardy in a black CGI suit. Yeah. So there's that problem. They did do the whole thing of like the symbiote talking in his head at the same time. Like there were some kind of fun scenes for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Hardy's accent in this movie is really bad. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> and I love Tom Hardy. It hurts me to say his accent is really not chill. Apparently, they got some fun things planned for the sequel. Though. It's an okay movie. I would give it like a like a six or seven out of t- out of out of ten somewhere okay. in there. It's a uh, it's worth a watch. Had I paid to see it in theaters, I probably would have liked it less. I watched it on my Stars app on my Amazon, like at home one day, mm-hmm. which you know maybe not hated as much. I also had like seven or eight beers in me, 
It's not bad. Like okay. I said, I'd give it like a seven. It's above average for sure. Are there better movies? Yes. Are there worse movies? Yes. But uh, you know, I'm a little biased. I like Tom Hardy. I'm yeah. a big fan of Venom. So give it a watch is what I would say. Nowadays, okay. you can probably get it for pretty cheap. I mean, if you have the Stars app on your Amazon, you can get yeah. it for free anyway. Give it a watch if you've got a couple hours to burn. If you're not doing anything that day, don't clear your calendar. But if you get got nothing to do, I don't think you're going to feel like you wasted time. Okay. Circus is pretty high on what he's got coming up here. He says, it's a fantastic franchise, and I'm honored to be asked to direct. It feels like a very contemporary story, and I think, hopefully, that it's going to be an extraordinary piece of cinema. Hmm. Has Circus directed before? I don't believe so. Okay. Ah, that they would give him the keys to it. Maybe, maybe DC's doing what I was just talking about. I mean, this isn't DC. Yeah. So. <laughs> Does Disney still own this? No, this is Sony. I thought Disney owns Sony now. Mm. Oh, they don't? No. Oh, okay. They did a collaborative deal to get Spider-Man for a few movies. But right. Even that contract is up right now. Oh, okay. So That's a, why they haven't announced any future Spider-Man cameos. So there's a possibility this will work. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it seems like they're doing what I was saying, is taking a chance, letting somebody be creative. Who I mean, I assume Andy Serkis is a creative guy. He's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. For sure. And he's definitely a fan of cinema. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a possibility. And if anybody could get, you know, like a, a good interaction between humans and a CGI creature, I mean, it's going to be true. him. He knows exactly yeah. how to get that kind of a, a mix, you know. I will. I would give this like a straight up like a fifty-fifty coin toss. This could be fucking amazing, or this could mm-hmm. really suck. We'll see what happens. I'm just really hoping that they take some chances. They say that the the writer is hard at work shaping the script with input from star Tom Hardy. And uh, Circus voiced his enthusiasm about working with Hardy, saying, "I've known Tom for years and admired him as an actor and a producer, and we've wanted to work together for years." Nice. So that. Yeah, bodes well. From what I've heard, Tom Hardy is a big Venom fan. Oh yeah. Like when he first uh, like heard about the movie getting made, he like told his or his agent to be like, "Get me a fucking uh, you know a tryout for that. I want to be in that. I like Eddie Brock a lot." Yeah. So And I, I I always think that it's better when you're making an iconic character if the person playing that iconic character is a fan of that character. Yeah. I think it works out better. Okay. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe the Joker will be fucking fantastic, and I'll be I'll have to just eat sour grapes on this podcast. But I will bet pretty much nine hundred dollars I won't have to do that. I think the Joker's gonna suck. <laughs> Moving on. This was a trailer I saw the last time I went to the movie theater. Have you heard anything about Jojo Rabbit yet? I've not. I've seen Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. It's a pretty good anime. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we'll fire this up real quick. I'm gonna. <laughs> Pause the video and then, uh, or the uh, audio here, and we're gonna watch it, and then we'll come back and we'll get your thoughts on it. Tight. Yeah. So this is a uh, JoJo <laughs> Rabbit. It's a new movie from Taika Waititi. Oh my god. It's a complete satire, and uh, he's um, in the trailer it mentions that he's really coming after the hate speak and everything that everybody's right. had lately. Um, looks like it's set back in the past, yeah, maybe <laughs> World that? War II era. <laughs> Do you want to just get to the joke? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's literally. It looks like it's the Hitler Youth. It's the Boy mm-hmm. Scout Hitler Youth. A boy's coming to age story. Uh, Sam Rockwell's in it, which makes me excited. I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of him. Yeah, uh, he was just firing a random Luger in an SS outfit, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, this looks fucking fantastic. I can't yeah. wait to see this. Are you kidding me? Here's the official uh, 
quick elevator pitch for it is uh he brings his signature style of humor and pathos to his latest film a world war ii satire that follows a lonely german boy whose worldview is turned upside down when he discovers his single mother played by scarlett johansson is hiding a young jewish girl in their attic Aided only by his idiotic imaginary friend Adolf Hitler, played by Taika Waititi, Jojo must confront his blind nationalism. Oh, God, it sounds so good. I can't wait. <laughs> There's only one thing I'm worried about. What's that? Uh, no one has a fucking sense of humor anymore. Yeah. So everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, Taika Waititi is a fucking white nationalist Nazi, and Scarlett Johansson wants to kill the Jews. It's just like... Fuck. <laughs> Other than that, it looks fan. This might be mm. my favorite movie uh, that comes out. <laughs> as soon as I saw it in theater, I was like, years. "Oh my god, we have to bring this up on the podcast." It's so good. There's nothing better than making fun of fucking Nazis. It's, yeah. it's so much fun. Exactly. No one can get mad at you for doing it mm. nowadays. They do, well. but still, it used to be no one could get mad at you for making fun of Nazis because they sucked and everybody hated them. Yeah. They were free game. You just say whatever you wanted about them. Mm. Fucking Quentin Tarantino blew them up in a movie theater. It was, right. it was amazing. It was awesome. Oh, Jojo Rabbit. That looks... When is that coming out? 2019? Uh, yeah, just later this year. That might be my favorite movie this year. I haven't seen a lot of movies this year. Yeah. It's I only a one-minute preview, so I mean, you don't get much. It's a one-minute preview. I, uh, I think it's going to be my favorite movie this year. And if the Jewish girl that Scarlett Johansson is hiding is Anne Frank, I'm going to drag our friend Rachel to go see it. <laughs> and uh, basically probably die of laughter mm-hmm. in the middle of, this, uh, of the theater, but I cannot wait. This looks fucking amazing yeah so we'll, we'll post it to the um i'll link to it whenever we post the episode here yeah yeah we'll throw it up on, on the twitter and, uh, yeah, everybody check it out it's pretty good yeah i uh this is a strong front runner for zach's favorite movie of 2019 for sure <laughs> and he has seen one minute of it god damn it taika is <laughs> that motherfucker man yeah is he he's like our generation's quentin tarantino a little bit that guy just kind of just gets movies Mm -hmm. and just doesn't give a fuck he's just like yeah movies are supposed to be fun i'm gonna have fun yeah leave me the fuck alone this will be funny i'm gonna do it i don't care my dick (laughs) we got an update on a scary stories to tell in the dark we've been following this for a few podcasts now i uh saw a trailer for it on youtube a couple days ago it looks really good i know yeah last time we were mentioning everybody was getting upset because it's pg-13 not rated r and Turns out all the early reviews are coming in now, and it's a fun, surprising, and sometimes legitimately scary take on PG-13 horror. I knew it. Yeah. Guillermo wasn't going to lead us wrong. Of course not. That's what I said last episode. And, like, you know, this might sound like I'm being hypocritical because I was just like, Deadpool can't be PG-13 rated. Mm -hmm. This movie can should be PG-13 rated. It fits. Yeah. And also, it's fucking Guillermo. How dare you think that you can do better than him? Right. Shut your fucking mouths. Yeah. Unless you're Taika Waititi. Because right now, Jojo Rabbit is still in my head. Other than that, I think Guillermo knows what the fuck he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't read too much of it, because I didn't really want to... You know, I want to come into it fresh and not really knowing what's going to happen. We should go see this soon. Yeah, yeah, it comes out this weekend, so... Okay. Uh, How about it this weekend? Maybe, like, next weekend? mm -hmm. Emma, you want to go see Scary Stories Tell in the Dark? (laughs) Nope. Maybe. I don't know. It seems really jump-scary from my trailer. It's PG-13. It might not be that bad. That makes it probably even worse for jump-scary. Oh, God. So she's such a pussy. Yeah. On IGN, though, they gave an 8 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. So the biggest obstacle that it has to face is that many of the people who were terrified by the books as children are now adults. With a broad knowledge and experience of horror, this likely won't satisfy hardcore horror hounds in the way that they might have been hoping, 
But as a kid's movie that also dedicates itself to truly being scary, it both satisfies and succeeds, as well as occasionally surprising. Hmm. It's a shame this wasn't an October release, as it feels like the perfect Halloween flick, but hopefully it'll find an audience in the wilds of August. Halloween's year-round, everybody knows that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Especially nowadays, with all the horror res- resurgence, I mean... Oh, yeah. No, I'm just... I was so excited for this from to begin with, and then mm-hmm. to hear that people are liking it. This sounds, uh, this is pretty fucking dope, dog. Yeah. I'm excited. Fuck yeah. No, I can't wait. Yeah, the uh, trailer I saw, it literally just popped up, like, as I was watching. I watch a lot of YouTube. Oh, yeah. And it was just, like, a random trailer popped up, and it was, like, just sort of doing, like, the trailer for the uh, story with the Scarecrow, where the jock is beating him with the with the bat, and then, spoiler alert, he comes back. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. I was just like, fuck, this looks good, man. God damn, I can't wait to see this movie. Nice. I'm really hoping it'll make, like, uh, like kind of like younger teenagers in this generation see this movie and be like, oh, this is based off a book? I want to read this book, because right. I hope that they read this book. Because the book is fucking fantastic. Yeah, all three of them are. I mean, I read them a little bit earlier than you're supposed to. I think I was, like, 11 or 12 when I read them. Mm-hmm. Same here. It freaked me out. Like, then, oh, yeah, no, it definitely did. But then again, I was also reading, like, It around 13, so... <laughs> It's, it's that I'm, I'm really glad to hear that it's, it's doing good. I was excited yeah. for this. Like, I'm excited for anything that Guillermo puts out. Though. Oh, yeah, for sure. He could be like, I'm going to make a documentary about the first man who invented bacon. I'm like, fucking, I'm there. What's mm-hmm. up? Yeah, yeah, I'll watch that. That's cool. <laughs> That's two things I like bacon and Guillermo del Toro. There we go. Last bit of movie news I had. They just announced that the Hollywood Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights event. Uh is going to add uh, Jordan Peele's Us to one of their mazes. Ooh. So every year they do different mazes, you know, themed off of different horror movies and horror shows. But they still have the rights to that Disney hasn't bought yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one's going to be really good. Did you ever see Us yet? No, no. Oh, okay, yet. well, I won't get too spoiler into territory, though, but you've seen the trailers, though, right? Oh, yeah. So no, you know the gist of what it's about. Mm. So yeah, uh, having those uh, doppelgangers running around with the scissors, and it's going to be Really creepy. Right. Time for you to get angry again. Disney Plus had another announcement with some uh, pricing information. Did they already block me? Not, not quite yet, but <laughs> Disney you, Plus isn't gonna block yeah. me. They're gonna they're gonna take any bit of money. That I know, I know. Disney hasn't gotten money from me in a while. So. Uh, I don't know if you saw this yet or not, but now that Disney owns Fox, mm-hmm. they said that they're gonna be remaking a bunch of Fox properties. Of course they are. But they're not remaking them as movies. They want to remake them as TV series yeah. for their show. Yeah, you can squeeze more money out of it that way. Yeah. So the four that they've earmarked to do first include uh, Home Alone. Okay. Night at the Museum. Okay. Cheaper by the Dozen. Okay. And The Diary of a Wimpy Kid. There's only one good movie listed in all four of those, so that's right. fine. And the worst part that stands out to me, Home Alone, you can't make Home Alone into a TV series. Yeah. It barely works as an hour and a half movie. It, it happens for two nights. How are you <laughs> going to stretch that out? What the fuck is going to go on? Ten episodes of him just yeah. like eating cheese pizza, mm. doing the same prank to the pizza. Every other week, they're like, oh, fuck, we left him home alone again. I hope the, those uh, robbers don't try to come back. Did you see the uh, tweet that uh, Macaulay Culkin put up for whenever he heard about this? No. Let <laughs> me have the computer again yeah, real quick. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he tweeted this picture with Disney. Give me a call. Twenty nineteen reboot. <laughs> <laughs> so even he knows it's bullshit. Wow. Yeah, no, I don't know how you try to uh, bang a whole like I mean, call it even eight episodes of Home Alone. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, man. I mean the other three. 
Sure, whatever. Remake them, whatever you want. Like, yeah, those I mean, old, they, you can do a show out of those. I mean. Night of the Museum, the first one was kind of cute. Yeah. The second one, uh, Amy Adams is adorable in. Oh, yeah. When she's... Uh, she, Amelia uh, Earhart. Yeah, uh, Amelia Earhart. It's about the only good thing in the second one. Cheater by the Dozen what was a one movie with, like... I think they did two. They did two. I, I think so. it was Steve Martin. It was a pretty fucking empty flick. Mm-hmm. And then I've never even read or watched the Diary of the Wimpy Kids. So I don't I don't but they've had like four or five movies. It's a pretty sure popular series. Into so. a TV show. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Cheer by the Dozen. I guess you're just trying to make Full House at that point. Essentially. Yeah. Night, at, night at the Museum. Uh, if you want a Night at the Museum TV show, here's what I tell you to watch: mm-hmm. Drunk, Drunk History. You'll have <laughs> far more fun watching that. <laughs> Home Alone. I don't know how you turn that into a TV show. Yeah. Are we gonna get the backstory of both the robbers and the fucking the pigeon guy who's sprinkling salt? We're gonna get all their backstories like it's fucking uh, Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix. <laughs> Fuck me. I don't know. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, if Disney thinks they can make money on it, they'll make money on it. Yeah. So whatever, I don't care. And you can't let those popular IP go to waste, you know. No, and apparently I'm wrong because I mean, the, the fucking Lion King movie, like we were talking about last episode, mm-hmm. that shit was breaking records. Disney keeps breaking records. This is apparently what people want. They want empty nothingness reboots. Nobody wants to see anything yep. new. Show me what I've seen before. So fuck it. You know what? <laughs> I'm almost done arguing uh, about this because it's just like nothing I'm doing is gonna win. Yes. Yeah. So here's here's something you can't argue about then. Oh, I've already heard about this. Yeah, I know. Who hasn't? Uh, Netflix has signed the Game of Thrones showrunners, Benioff and Weiss, for a massive overall deal, is the headline on IGN. Mm. Reading further, they're going to write, produce, and direct new movies and TV shows. Oh. And the deal is valued at over $200 million. I take it this is after they get done raping Star Wars? Yeah, they're still going to do that, too. I'm kidding. They can't make Star Wars any worse than it already is. It's fine. Mm, you um, might eat your words. I don't know. I doubt that. Something tells me Rise of Skywalker is just going to be a shit show. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is almost, this is a good move for them because, uh, as we all know, they suck at writing endings, right? Mm-hmm. And Netflix usually cancels all their original series like two seasons in. So there you they, go. they don't yeah. have to write endings. Yeah, I mean, who cares? The only, the only reason, like, the only way this will upset me is if they start having control over The Witcher, or if Netflix gets, like, the, you know, property rights to a story I care about. Hmm. Other than that, I'm not going to give a fuck. All of the Netflix's uh, uh, live-action animes have been terrible, so I haven't even watched those except for Death Note one time, because it was really fucking, it's fucking funny. <laughs> Don't watch the live-action Death Note until you've watched the actual series of Death Note. Because the series of Death Note is really fucking good. The live-action movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> There's only one good thing in the live-action Death Note, and that's, uh... Um... What's his name? He was the Goblin in the, in the Raimi Spider-Man movies. Is oh, Defoe? Boondock Saints, yeah. Willem Defoe is the voice of the, uh... Japanese oh, he's your demon. voice. Okay. Yeah. So he's like really I say, I don't remember him. I'm seeing him in there. No, he's the, he's the voice of the Japanese demon. Okay. And he, he does a really good job. Yeah. Everybody else is fucking terrible, and they take a giant shit on the story. Does um, he do a Japanese accent? No. Oh, he, just, oh. he just talks to him. He just has oh, such okay. a menacing voice at work. Because oh, okay. he's fucking terrifying sounding. Uh, yeah, I mean, who cares? Yeah. Uh, Double D here from Season 8 of Game of Thrones. They fuck that up. They're about to fuck up Star Wars. Now they're going to fuck up whatever Netflix, uh, whatever scraps is left over from Disney that Netflix can buy. Yeah. Uh, I, I assume they're going to do like, um, fuck, what does Disney not, not own at this point? I'm also afraid to say it out loud. I don't want to yeah, say something that I like that they'll actually take. 
Uh, what's something I don't like that they can take? Uh, the Harry Potter series. Uh, feel free to do whatever you want with that. Mm. Um, Artemis Fowl. Do whatever mm. you want with that. Uh, what was those young teen books that were about like a teenage spy? I forget his name. Harriet? No, like Alex Ryder or something like that. I oh, I thought you talking about Harriet the Spy. Harriet the Spy was a good show. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, these guys are still somehow making money, even yeah. though the internet has been doing nothing but throwing shit at them for yeah. three or four months now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got so much fucking hate on Twitter that they didn't do their fucking uh, Comic-Con. Their, their Comic-Con panel. However... They're contractually obligated to do the Star Wars panels, so <laughs> all of us free folk, we need to get together and make sure we're at those fucking panels. And if you can't ask a question, bring a bell and mm. just yell shame and ring that bell <laughs> and let them know what they've done. Don't let them get away with it is what I'm saying. The only other bit of Netflix news that I saw for anything that would relate to us. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to Sabrina. Mm-hmm. They're doing uh, a, a is, season three. Is my... Is my uh, Arch nemesis involved in this at all? <laughs> I don't know yet. We don't know if they're going to be uh, Baphomet statues or not. Son so. of a bitch. I can't, that fucking pissed me off so much. <laughs> you stole that from the Church of Satan. I'm like, well, you stole that from fucking Buddhism, so <laughs> you little cunt. Go but ahead. The creator has said that season three is going to focus on uh, them going to hell. Nice. Not not in a, you know, mystical sense. No, like literally, I, I literally yeah. the underworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yep. right on. We're going to hell. It's very fun. It's very fun. It's dangerous, but it's really fun. Was the like quote. Yeah. I uh, never got a chance to finish the first season. Okay. Uh, didn't even get to the second season. I liked what I watched, though, a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really fun show. They got the tone of it right. <clears throat> oh, for sure. And the girl who plays Sabrina is far too young to be hot, but she will be <laughs> hot when she's 18. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I figured we'd wrap up today with some video game news. Always. Speaking of video game news, I have to fucking start playing The Witcher again. I just haven't. I haven't played anything in like the longest time. So I don't know if you saw anything about this yet. The new Call of Duty, which is also being called Modern Warfare, even though we had a Modern Warfare already. We had the Modern Warfare, and we had the Modern Warfare remake mm-hmm. already. Yeah. And they're going to play- call this one Modern Warfare as well? Yeah. They're not even trying anymore. Not Those really. Sons of bitches. But this did sound fun. Um, so they're going to have a Tamagotchi mode. Do you remember Tamagotchi, or are you too young for that? Mm. No? Okay. No, that was right by wheelhouse. Okay, I'm trying to judge my audience here. <laughs> so it was a little virtual pet. You know, you had to oh, yeah. Yeah, walk you it and feed, feed it. Him and, and walk him and mm-hmm. exercise him and, and clean like, up his messes. Give him pats. Yeah. Tamagotchis were dope. So they're bringing that back uh, during the multiplayer. Apparently your character has a wristwatch. Mm-hmm. And normally the wristwatch will... Uh, display your real world time in game yeah i thought that would be a cool feature but uh you can switch it out once you get a certain level to unlock a tamagunchi oh. which is directly affected by your kill death ratio Ooh. so for example my KDR was always terrible but i'm still yeah. mad it's a tamagotchi that feeds on kills it's a one-off that we got creative with i said to our engineers can you make it so that while we're playing and i get kills in multiplayer it kind of lives and grows <laughs> So if you don't rack up those kill streaks, a small virtual creature will starve, wither, and die. Oh, awesome! <laughs> That's a fun little game I mean, within this a game, is you know. Infinity Ward, which right. they were the ones who did the original good Call of Duties. That was before mm-hmm. uh, uh, the other ones got involved. Right. 
sledgehammer and yeah fuck man they might have just made me want to buy the next modern warfare i'll be honest with you. <laughs> just for that mode just for the tamagunchi for <laughs> sure dog plus i was always the, i'm the weird kid i always played the single players of all the Oh, uh, yeah. the the big first person shooters and some of them had pretty good single player stories I'll be honest with you yeah Titanfall 2 is an amazing single player story I still need to tackle that sometime yeah I, I have that I can just borrow it to you the uh, multiplayer it might be a little slow oh yeah when you finish the single player story though play a little bit okay it's literally the greatest first person shooter on PlayStation 4 right now nice 100% but uh yeah the storyline of let's see which one's had a good storyline the first Modern Warfare had a pretty good storyline mm. Uh, I thought that uh, I believed anyway that Modern Warfare 2 had a pretty good storyline. Okay. I liked the first Black Ops storyline. I did play that one. That was kind of neat. That one was pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Modern Warfare 3 storyline was pretty shit. Uh, Modern Warfare Ghost. A lot of people hated that game, but I kind of liked the storyline of that one a little bit. It was sort of fun. Okay. You're like it's like you you play the little brother and your big brother's with you and your dad is part of the ghost. It's like elite unit and you have a German shepherd who's running around with you. So just me and my little brother just played that game together a lot. We just really enjoyed it. So maybe that's part of it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, I have really good storylines for a first person shooter. Uh, Titanfall two, obviously. Mm-hmm. Almost cried at the end of Titanfall two. Wow. It is fucking. There are some moments in there where you really. Okay. Get you in the heart. What is, one that I always hear about a lot is that Spec Ops, the line. That one, well, that wasn't a first-person shooter. It was a third-person shooter. Oh, it is? Yeah, oh, okay. no, it, it did have a fucking fantastic storyline, though. I, I, is that backwards compatible in any way? Yeah, like, yeah, it's on Xbox. Play it. Yeah? Serious, play it. Okay. You're going to fucking love it. It's really fucking good. Uh, what else was good? Um, Far Cry 3 has a fucking amazing storyline. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. That, that didn't even have a multiplayer. You just had to play the storyline. That's really <laughs> fucking good. I never, never played any of the Far Cry games. Oh, they're so good, man. Gotta play them. Okay. I own uh, five. I own four. Three might be backwards compatible. You should check out on your Xbox. Okay. Three is, like, my favorite. It's really good. It's fun because uh, your power-up system for it, for, like, unlocking your skills, is a tattoo on your left arm that gets uh, more and more characters as you unlock it. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a fun sort of fan theory for it, which it's uh, the storyline is totally made up, and it's the story that some like college bro guy made up for his tribal tattoo he has on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, fucking fantastic story. Also, wonderful game. Okay. Fucking Far Cry 3 is awesome. Far Cry 4, I kind of liked. It was good. It wasn't as good as 3. Far Cry 5 was really good, though. Okay. That's the one with, like, it's set in America, right? Yeah. It's in, like, Colorado or something like that, or Utah, and it's, like, a crazy, like, religious cult. It's the one that um, Emma immediately fell in love with the main villain. Of uh, course she did. Five seconds into it. (laughs) He had a beard, a man bun, he was wearing aviators and no shirt on. Mm. I was, I literally had just loaded the game up, just playing it. Sitting there in the living room. Mm-hmm. She walks in, because she was in the bedroom, like, you know, watching YouTube or whatever. And she goes, oh, who's that? I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the main villain. She goes, that's a shame. And then walked off. I was like, God <laughs> damn it, woman. I was like, go get a cold shower. It's enough out of you. <laughs> Our last story for today. Kind of a really cool story. I don't know if you heard anything about this. Mm. Uh, it was just earlier today, so somebody... Found what is considered the holy grail of rare Nintendo cartridges. So yeah, this guy found a bunch of NES games. Okay. Went to his uh, local game shop in Seattle to try to trade them in. Got offered six bucks. 
You would think, yeah. That's <laughs> kind of why I picked this out because, like, good on these guys. Uh, they found out that he has one of the rarest Nintendo cartridges. No shit. And they they fucking straight up told him about it and gave him what it's actually worth. Wow. Which is apparently somewhere between fifteen and twenty thousand dollars. Those guys are for sure fired right now, right? <laughs> I would think, yeah. Because I re- re- remember trading shit into GameStop and mm-hmm. like, like yeah. I traded in. It's like a collector's edition Final Fantasy X. They gave me like 10 bucks for it. Then I saw it on eBay. And it was on sale for like 50. I was like, you gotta be all you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, this is a company called Pink Gorilla Games. And uh, they tweeted out a picture of the cartridge and followed with uh, the guy came in not knowing at all what the cartridge is worth. He was pretty blown away with the offer. I made okay, sure. So this wasn't GameStop. This was a different. Mm, just a game, game store. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, because GameStop would have gave him $7 in, in store credit <laughs> and told him to hit the fucking bricks. Uh, the guy says, I made sure to explain to him what the item typically sells for and what we would offer him and why. The seller had no idea what it was nor how he got it. It sounds like he collected NES games a little bit when collecting NES games had yet to grow in popularity. Okay. So he had a copy. It's Nintendo. called the yeah, Nintendo World Championships 1990. Oh, shit. So Number apparently, 302 as well. It's like mm-hmm. under 500 bits of. Uh, oh shit, man. Yeah. So apparently, if they if they, uh, they used to go around to different college campuses, and they would have tournaments mm-hmm. with the world championships, and people would sign up for it and then play through the game. And as you can see, they got little mod switches on oh, here. Oh yeah. Okay. So it switches like the difficulty based on how you're doing. So like once they get to the was. finals, it would like flip to harder mode. So they can try to determine who is the best at these random games. Fucking Nintendo has always been just on the cutting edge, yeah. hasn't it? Jesus Christ. And then the, the winner for each city would get uh, a golden cartridge. And, uh, I've there heard was of the others. golden cartridges. I've yeah. heard of those. And uh, the regular ones were just gray. Uh, you know, the normal, typical gray. Yeah. And at the moment, there's only 90 gray ones and 26 gold ones known in existence. Jesus. Yeah. So that's how rare these things are. Yeah, that guy made some serious. So he did he just sell it to Pink Gorilla Games? Or? Yeah, yeah, okay. he sold it to them, and they've already resold it to a collector. So. <laughs> I'm sure they made their money back easily. Oh, so oh yeah. that's good. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Pink Gorilla Games. That's, yeah. Let's see. Let's go ahead and give their Twitter handle a shot. Sure. That's at Pink Gorilla LLC. Uh, way to be a fucking good company and like care about people. So mm-hmm. give them a follow and give them a big thumbs up. Tell them that A to Z sent you. Yeah. It's fucking awesome though, man. Oh yeah. It's really cool. Like, that's a neat story. It is fun. I, I fucking love those old NES cartridges. I never really got to play with them that much. I had a Super Nintendo. I was too y- uh, young for the NES. Okay. You remember, I was born in 92. Yeah. So the first one I had was a Super Nintendo for a little bit that my dad had actually bought for himself. Okay. And then uh, it's funny. He'll still actually bring this up. You could ask him, what's the one game he's ever beat me at before? Yeah. In his life, he knows it. it's Desert Storm. Oh yeah. On Super Nintendo, it was like you're like the a helicopter little, game. Yeah, a little Apache helicopter. He had like one of the like art arcade like fight stick tops. Oh, yeah. And he wouldn't let me use that controller. And he would play that <laughs> to beat me every fucking time. To this day, you walk up to my dad, you ask him, "What's the one game you've ever beat Zach in?" Mm. And he will tell you about that. And I'm like, "Yeah, you never let me use that controller." He's like, "Yeah, I was trying to win." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So I had a Super Nintendo, then I got the N64, and then I got uh, Ocarina of Time, and nothing else mattered for the longest time. Um, and then I just kind of, I fell into PlayStation until I got the, well, see, I, I had a PS2 and the Xbox. Okay. Because I was a rich kid. Yeah. I wasn't a rich kid. My parents were divorced, and my dad made very good money, <laughs> and he was like, hey, thanks for like cooking dinner and taking care of your little brother while I'm making money for us. 
do you want a game system for Christmas? I'd be like, yeah, sure. He's like, cool. You can have one then. He's like, because I don't have to pay for your mom's bullshit. So this is nothing to me, pal. Do whatever you want. As long as you stay home and make sure your brother doesn't die while I'm at work, yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, no, I always remember getting my dad to play me in Halo. Oh, really? Halo 2. Oh. And uh, that was not a good idea to play me in Halo 2, especially yeah. but I was like 13, maybe. Oh, yeah. I was younger. I was, like, I was at the top Twitch. of my game, yeah. man. You can't fucking beat me in that shit. And we were playing three-way split screen. Me, my dad, my little brother. Oh, really? And we're trying to teach him how to play. Well, Nathan was trying to teach him how to play. I was just trying to fucking murder him the yeah. whole time. This is for jungle. <laughs> this is for <laughs> fucking Desert Storm right here, Dad. <laughs> you son of a bitch. And I'll never forget, my dad was trying to figure out how to work the controls. And he's like, I'm looking at a wall. He's like, can you guys see me? And I went, yeah. And then I sniped him from across the map. And he's like, you little fuck, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still think, though, that the... Uh, the original NES Legend of Zelda cartridge is mm. one of the best game cartridges ever made. It's pretty beautiful. I wish they weren't so expensive because I want one just to kind of like put in like a shadow box and like yeah. hang on the wall because yeah. I love the Legend of Zelda so much. I think that's my favorite Nintendo. Uh, I don't know it's franchise. Nice. I yeah. guess is the word for it. Yeah, it's it's definitely that. It's it's that or uh, close second would be would Metroid count as a Nintendo franchise? Mm-hmm. I, I think they know they they own them now. Yeah. Metroid was good. And then Fire Emblem. So that's my top five for Nintendo franchises. Yeah, Legend of Zelda, though, man. So good. They were always on the top. Like, they have always had the best music. Mm -hmm. They were 8-bit games, and their music was fucking fantastic. Although Castlevania's music was pretty fucking good, too, though. Although Castlevania had that terrible N64 game. Remember Castlevania 64? I don't. I luckily stayed away from it. Oh, it was so bad. Like... It had the like the uh, square navigational system like the original Tomb Raiders had, where you're like, and like trying to run forward and you can't and shit like. Oh, you have to stop to turn. It's a terrible game. Great music, terrible game. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, is it? I mean, do we have any questions? I don't know. Queen of questions. Do we have any questions? Yeah. Oh, we do. Oh. Okay. Can you sit down, please, and talk into the microphone? (laughs) Out. Everyone, this is the Queen of Questions. She's also our uh, social media manager. Thank, thank you for joining again, Queen of Questions. We always appreciate your royalness to join us. Thanks. I try. I'm glad you missed me last week. We did. Uh, let's see. That's true. So it looks like we've got two questions. Um, one is from the glorious drummer of Hooky, uh, hey. Ray Ayers. Raise the man. <laughs> At Ayers Ray twenty one on Twitter. On a scale of one to ten, Did how he change ex- his Twitter handle? I don't think so. No. Did he change his Twitter handle? I mean his okay. name on there is Ray Drums on everything, but that don't that's okay. not his handle. That's what it was. Never mind. Alright, that's yeah, fine. No, that's just his name. Alright. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you guys for cats? Have you guys seen the any of the cat stuff? I have. I have not. No. Have you, okay, well, Maybe let's... Maybe you should pull up a trailer. Let's, let's, okay. So, we, we've just cat? we have just shown uh, Varble the trailer for Cats. He was not aware of uh, Cats. He knew it was a musical. You haven't mm-hmm. heard any music from it before? Uh, not that I know of. There is one really good song, uh, Memories. That's a really good song. And it's sung fairly well in the trailer. Uh, okay. Other than that, it's a wide-awake nightmare. That's... 
putting it lightly. I would rather watch an eight-hour loop of the tunnel scene in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> as opposed to watching that terrible fucking um, uh, Uncanny Valley uh, yeah. torture that's going to be coming out here in the next mm. you know, six months whenever the fuck that movie comes out. So, yeah, huh. Farble. Scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for Cats? Um, I can't go lower than one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Not exactly a musical guy, anyway. It's fair. And then, yeah, that's that's a little out there, man. I uh, I think the soundtrack of this movie is going to be better than the movie. Okay. Because For the sure. soundtrack, you won't have to look at the horrifying uh, Thundercats yeah. that they're using for this movie. Um, it's like Michael Myers when he did the Bad Cat in the Hat live action. <laughs> That's all this is. It really does look exactly like That's, if, it's if awful. you put a giant red and white striped hat on any one of them. Yeah, I'm more just sad that Dame Judy Dench and Ian McKellen got roped into this motherfucker. Um, mm. and this is you know I'm a fairly big theater kid. I like a lot of musicals. I've been a fan of musicals. I'm even kind of a fan of Cats. I always found it a little bit hokey just because they had to put so much fucking makeup on all of them and shit like that. But David so they, Bowie, they do that for the production too. Yeah. Oh. It just doesn't look as horrifying because it's not CGI. So oh, they're in okay. like actual makeup and it kind of works a little bit. Okay. Yeah, but everything is still huge? Like that's like thingy no, thing for the show? So no, they just kind of make it to set. scale. Because oh. it's, well, it's a set in the theater. So it's like they're in like an alley or something like that. So really you're just kind of seeing like okay. brick walls behind you and like cobblestones on the floor. You're not seeing giant trash cans or anything like that. Okay. But because this movie probably cost $4 million <laughs> to make, they were like, fucking give him a giant bed to jump around on and we're going to put him in front of stone lions. Um, yeah, like I was saying, um, I'm a big theater kid. I like musicals. I was never a huge fan of Cats. Didn't dislike Cats either. There's a couple good songs in there. Uh, David Bowie was a fan of Cats, so that gives it bonus points. Mm. However, your um, one to ten rating is we are strong in the uncanny valley. Uh, I'd rather listen to the soundtrack than watch this movie. I guess I give it a a four. I'd rather watch this than the Joker, but it's a pretty strong toss up. <laughs> to be honest with you. Sorry, sorry, Ray. <laughs> Love you, Bubba. But uh, yeah, that's how I feel drums in that trailer. Like, why does he like it? It's, it's a good musical. Or maybe he just knows that I like musicals. He's trying to fuck with me. Oh, okay. Because he knows I'm not going to like that movie. All right. Excellent uh, question, Ray. Thank you. Next question, please. Queen of questions. It's like I'm being assaulted with a microphone. Barbell, please. Please talk in the microphone. There you are. If you could make Barbell, eye contact please. with Barbell <laughs> while you talk into the microphone, that would be great. Thank but how you. will I read? I don't care. All right. Figure it out. All right. Well, uh, Spob. the questions. You just... Just you read the questions, you do not answer the questions, thank you. Spob. Because I've decided that's how I'll pronounce his nickname it's now. It's S-Bob. I know, Spob. I like it better that way. The the B is, spy, is silent. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> it's sp <laughs> Sob or... The O is silent, his name is <laughs> Good. Uh, anyway... At USA Kid six nine seven seven, if you were a supervillain, what would be your evil plan, and how would you prevent Batman from stopping you? Hmm. You want to go first? He can't stop you. You would win. You know everything that he's gonna do. 
before he even it. does it. Maybe that's what's going to get me, though. Maybe oh. I'll just be so afraid that he'll know what I'm doing. I'll never even react to my plan. My evil plan is to stay away from Gotham. Like He doesn't really travel outside very often. Yeah, go to fucking uh, Central City. Yeah. You get left alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my evil plan would be to lock all of the Disney executives into one room <laughs> and plant dynamite under the table and set it on fire. And then the way I'd stop Batman from doing it is to show him what they did to him in Suicide Squad and the Justice League. Well, they didn't do it. And then that I'd wasn't be Disney. like, I know this wasn't them, but this is what they want for you. And then he would go, okay. And then it turns out it's Thomas Wayne. It's not Bruce Wayne, so I win anyway. It's Flashpoint. It's no big deal. <laughs> no, I would lock all of the Disney executives in a room, light them on fire, obviously. And then I would show uh, Batman the trailer for a Joker and be like, this is why I have to kill all the Hollywood executives. Do you really think that I'm wrong here, Bruce? And he'd be like, I don't know I'm Bruce. And I'll be like, because I've read all your comic books. And then it turns out that I'm Jason Todd, and he brings me under his wing, and I get to be the new Red Hood. Hmm. That's my real plan. But really, your name was just Robin. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, I love knowing your triggers. One of the worst things ever. <laughs> Anyway, how would you go about this? Hmm. So, you definitely can't put him in any sort of trap. You just gotta kill him right away. That's been proven time and time again. Pretty much, yeah. He's really just gonna outsmart anything you do, though. You really just have to, like, somehow get him into where you know what, like, square foot he's gonna be in. Have, like, Robin and, uh, Rachel... <laughs> on one side and just like yeah. have him dangling over a bed of acid and then somehow have a sniper he hasn't seen yet be able to shoot him in the mouth whenever mm. he lands it's about the only thing that's open but even then he'll see the sniper coming in right. and he probably, already, probably jam his he already replaced the sniper yeah. with somebody on his side yeah now yeah. the sniper's uh fucking uh it's uh, Al, uh it's, it, it's Alfred and he's mm. gonna like shoot you in the spine and then you'll never be able to walk again there's no you can't beat Batman that's why yeah. Batman is so good the good thing is though you're gonna survive he doesn't yeah. kill his victims. And you got to meet Batman. So it's really, yeah. it's kind of a win-win. There's no way that I lose this situation. Yeah. Either way, I get to meet Batman. <laughs> it's kind of the thing like how, how I have with Tony Twist, who's my favorite blues player of all time, yeah. where I really want to punch him, or for him to punch me in the face, just so I can walk around for the rest of my life being like, yeah, Tony Twist punched me in the face one time. Like, that's a win for me. Yeah. So that's how I beat Batman, is that by letting him win, I win. And then he can't beat me because then I win every time that he beats me. Ooh. So he'd have to let me win. And if he lets me win, I get to kill all the executives at Disney. So I just outsmarted the Dark Knight. And Arkham isn't really that bad. No, it's cool. I mean, Plus, you break out of it every three weeks anyways. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Apparently, there's just like a little revolving door. But hey, I'm yeah. going to leave now. You can fall in love with your therapist. She dresses up all kinky for you? No, the therapist is going to fall in love with me. Because <laughs> I got all these tattoos and I have a golden uh, grill. <laughs> and I listen to fucking uh, Bob Ross. <laughs> it's Rick Ross. <laughs> I said Bob Ross. <laughs> We're going to paint some heavy little trees. <laughs> you see this uh, little Lamborghini here? Let's go ahead and give it a little purple. 
<laughs> that is a very deep cut joke for everybody. That is the uh, song that Rick Ross is on in the Suicide Squad album. It's called Purple Lamborghini. Yeah. This is why my yeah, you're not you're career, not going to top that. You might as well. My comedy career did not work. Talk us out of here right now. Was there any more questions? Oh, Queen of Questions. You just walked off and didn't say goodbye. Could you please come back over here and say goodbye to the listeners? Thank you. Come, come. No. Calm and submissive. Bye. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're very beautiful. You know who else is beautiful? All of our listeners. And these listeners, they help us to make... I hate you. <laughs> you and everybody else listen to this podcast, babe. Anyway, guys. Uh, wrapping it all up here. Thanks again for listening. Fucking fantastic questions. Really appreciate it. As always... Please send more of those in. Not just questions, comments, concerns, reviews, topics you think we should talk about. No more cat trailers, though. Send, um, don't send the cat trailers to the podcast. What you should send those cat trailers to is on Twitter at BigGuyACV. Make sure to send all of the cat trailers you can find to at BigGuyACV. V. Make sure all of them are sent to them. You know I have final edit, right? Try to send... I'm going to tweet this out anyway. I don't care. Damn it. Yeah. Edit this out. Watch me not tweet it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah. Make sure to send all of those to at big guy A-C-V. And then everything else that you like and enjoy, send to at Best. That is both of our Twitter handles. You should definitely follow us, please. Uh... We like to have a lot of fun. We have uh, some good times. Varble's a big fan of the cat trailers. Make sure to send all those you can. Send me all of your kitty photos. I want kittens in business wear or dress up like Batman villains. That's what I want sent to me. Also, follow the podcast at The A2Z Show. That's the number two, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have something bigger than just a 240-character topic or comment or question or concern, you can email that to the email, which is a2zshow.ask at gmail.com. Mm. God, I fucking You've been nailed practicing that. that. I nailed that. Like I was like fucking Richard Nixon being like, I have never heard of the Watergate Hotel. Don't you want fucking old jokes there? Jesus Christ. How old are you? Fuck. Apparently 90. <laughs> uh, try to make sure it's at least legal. We don't want any, like, kitty porn or uh, uh, beheading videos. I masturbate enough as it is. Anyway. <laughs> no, but seriously, guys, you are fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you had a good time. I know I had a good time. How about you, Barbara? Did you have a good time? It was an all right time. That's good. I'll, I will take it. A win's a win. Seriously, guys, love you. Tell tell your friends that you love them, and we will see you next week. Goodbye.